up. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. The story is up. You want some drama, kids? The story is up at WBSN.com. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we had um, Mayor Mitchell on today with Tim. As, uh, as he's on every week. As he's on every week. And um, we'll be having him on again soon. He's joining us next week. Next he's supposed week. to come in today at a thing. I right. Don't know. So next week he'll be in. Yeah. Um, his, veto le- his veto of the three ballot questions came out today along with a multi-page letter that really is a masterpiece. Um, I I think it lays out not only his reasons why he vetoed it, but criticizes the steps by which we got here. Yeah. Which is very important to the conversation. Yeah. It's not enough to just say, I disagree with you. I think it's important that that the mayor, and he did it, said what Marcus and I have been highlighting here um, how did we get here yeah. w- w- where did this come from <laughs> so bad so um, <laughs> we're not going to read the whole letter to you but we have segments of it we'll read yeah 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 the thoughts well, I could read the whole letter we could read the whole thing the whole letter, but it's a lot it's a lot of reading um, but it's really enjoyable it's really it's worth your time it is worth your time. Now, I think that when I read it, I would go back and read certain segments again. So it's that enjoyable. It, it is. It is. Um, okay. So this, um, it you know, just so people, if you, I don't know, for some reason, you're just uh, emerging from hibernation. It was the first day of spring recently. Uh, there. <laughs> Marcus speaks grizzly bear. <laughs> there was a, yeah, there was a, <laughs> there, um, there was a veto. Uh, there was a three ballot questions um, that um, uh, were approved by the city council in the last meeting. One of them was the rent control slash rent stabilization uh, ballot question, asking people if they would support that basically and i had shane burgo on on tuesday to talk about that a little bit but um uh uh and so we you know everybody knew that was coming ahead of time except for mayor mitchell uh but uh you know well he knew when when we announced Again, outside that. of the formal processes of government 
Yeah, yeah, because Which I think it's important. Well, yeah. So, so I had asked Shane to come on to to, to announce that, and I, I was I was appreciative that he did. I appreciate when he when he comes on because he's he's always willing to come in and talk with us. But um, he he so he rolled out that ballot question. Um, then there was so we knew that one was coming. The ones we didn't know were coming that that fell from the sky um, <laughs> were the. And I didn't know about it until Adam Bass came. Like, one of them was the four-year mayor term, uh, whether or not you support the thing you just voted for, like, you know, four years ago. Right. Uh, and um, the other was uh, the Community Preservation Act. I had no idea that this was even a discussion until Adam Bass was sitting here after the city council meeting that he just covered. He goes, but they, she wants the, the Community Preservation Act. I'm like, wait, what? They want to kill the Community Preservation right. Act. So um, those three ballot questions got approved. Uh, all of them, except for the Community Preservation Act ballot question, have a veto-proof majority. The Community Preservation Act question does not, and I, I think a lot of people are hopeful that the four counselors that had the good sense to vote against it will vote against it again. And in fact, maybe that, that four that four counselor voting block will expand to five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten. Um, but because uh, we know Linda Morad's for whatever reason against the Community Preservation Act um, because she's come on, come on the air and misled people about it uh, on more than one occasion. But uh, but um, so so basically so basically uh, so the three questions the mayor vetoed them. So now yeah. they're going to go. But but along with his vetoes, he he sent a letter. Yeah, and as Marcus is pointing out, he he had a little bit of a heads up on the on the rent control piece. Yeah, um, the other two questions, which are major, all three of them major major questions, major policy proposals. Uh, no matter what side you come down on, yeah, you know everyone but the city council agrees they're major mm-hmm. proposals. But if you watch the mayor's the mayor's um, letter, if you read the mayor's letter, and it'll be available to you folks, um, he points out. None of the work in committee, the, the, the major questions like this, no matter what side you come down on, those should be worked out in the committee level. That's where the work is done. You hear testimony from experts, all of that. And then eventually the product comes to the floor. Yeah. Right? No work done. Just came out of the blue. Just, it just, it really, it really didn't. And he says this, he said, um, the council failed to take any of these basic steps for, of legislative deliberation. The items that appeared in the council agenda two days before uh, the last regular meeting, the council gave no prior notice of their filing to my administration, which which would be responsible in implementing them. There had been no sign of public demand for action on the ideas underlying them. We know that's that's true as well. Yet the council took up all three items the at the first opportunity, skipping the committee process, whose very purpose is to allow for a deliberate to deliberate analysis of policy questions. The administration was not invited to participate in the consideration of the items, nor was the public comment, nor was public comment received. The council engaged in a discussion that lasted less than an hour, including a total of five minutes and five seconds on the question of the mayor's term for five minutes and five seconds on the question of the term for mayor's office. A little more than a minute per year. Um, Nevertheless, the council passed the items nearly unanimously, a fact that, if nothing else, begs the question about whether the whether this is good a fact that if nothing else begs the questions about the council's compliance with the state's open meeting law correct so that is so that is so that is a major accusation and we'll get into council morad's response in a minute by the way uh ian abrew said he's going to be voting to override the uh to he's going to be voting to sustain the veto 
of Mayor Mitchell in the next meeting for all three ballot questions. And remember, they went ahead with the meeting, even though Councilor Abreu was out because his grandmother had died. Mm-hmm. So he was the only one who wasn't there. Yeah, he was the only one. And who he wasn't, wasn't there, there for a legitimate reason. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so that 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 piece right there is very interesting because, um, uh, the, as Jack Spillane has highlighted, they have these meetings, these dinner meetings. As you and I highlighted, this all seemed orchestrated. Yeah. How did there's no work at committees? There's no discussion, but yet it goes through seamlessly on yeah. the floor. Yeah. And and so for the Mitch for the Mayor Mitchell. To, I think, an unprecedented way to raise the violation of open meeting law is not unfounded. It's not an exaggeration whatsoever. No, because... It's the only answer. Because we don't know where these conversations are coming from. They're not they're happening in the happening. council. But they're clearly happening. Of right. course they are. There's one of two things happening, right? One is every counselor is that's proposing a ballot question is individually talking to their 10 colleagues. Right. Or two, they're violating the open meeting law and those dinners that they have. Right. That's one of the two, and 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 what and by the way, once you start down the road of disregarding laws, the fact that they they openly do it and take pictures and post them on Facebook, that might only be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, right, for the exactly. other violations. Yeah, we don't. We just don't know. We don't know. So so um, the the and and we'd have let, like those those dinners would be less disconcerting if. Um, They'd be less disconcerting if there was like discussion around floor these debate, right? If there was like real floor debate, there really wasn't any. Um, and so uh, they're saying in the days that followed. Uh, so by the way, the full letters on wbsm.com. There's a story that Tim wrote. It's really good. You should check it out. We're reading some excerpts, but you really should read the full letter, Absolutely. and that's on wbsm.com along with Council Morrow's response, which we'll get into uh, momentarily. But it said in the days that followed, some councils responded to the public criticism of their uh, of their votes by contending that no deliberation was necessary because the council's purpose was to place questions before the voters. They maintained that the public should decide the matters on their own. The public record the public will recognize this, however, as a cop out. Right. <laughs> it is unrealistic and irresponsible to suggest that voters will take time out of their uh, out of their everyday lives, for instance, to undertake an analysis of current trends in New Bedford's housing market, review various policy solutions that could address the risks associated with escalating rents, estimate the cost to taxpayers of each solution, and entertain the numerous other considerations, also that they can arrive at an informed answer at a yes or no question concerning the complex subject of rent control just i mean i think incredibly incredibly well put uh, like you know and i hate to we i hate to take sides on these things no, but, the, but, you, but, but Mark, you have to they have to there's only one side there's take. only one side to take on this because these things you know and i talked we talked about this with with um with council burgo a little bit last monday when i said that linda morad was um misleading the public on cpa because there were things that she said that were de- that were proven by demonst- demonstratively to to not be true like when she said we're look we're the, the new bedford's getting less funding from the state or there's less money available from the state because 
um, more communities have bought into the Community Preservation Act. We found out that there's actually been a 20% increase in matched funds for New Bedford since New Bedford joined the CPA. So that is either she doesn't know or she's lying. Those are the only two options, right? And so we went into, I went into that with, with Council Burgo and he said, well, uh, if, if it's so obvious she's lying, then people will know and it won't be a problem. I said, no, 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 you don't get it. That doesn't work. It's my job to know that, right? right? It's your right. job to know that because we get paid to know that, but not everybody else does. And, and by the way, it's Council Burgo's job to know that and to refute it on the floor. Exactly. Because that's how the legislative process works. Right. That's, how, that's why you don't have just one counselor at large. Yeah. Okay? You have a body of counselors at large, a body of counselors um, per district, ward counselors. They're there to bring forth and debate ideas. They're there to call each other out when one counselor is, in fact, incorrect. But when you haven't done the work, mm-hmm. it's easy to get bamboozled. It's easy to get overrun. It's easy to be intimidated by your colleagues who actually have done the work. Yeah. Or that you believe have done the work. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, it's funny, Marcus. It reminds me, years ago, George Rogers used to always run the table. And I know there's, there's, there's people in the audience who remember George. Yeah. George would run the table because people always intimidated him because he had a reputation for doing his work. Mm-hmm. So if he told you something, you just weren't sure. Yeah. You weren't sure. Chances are he knew what he was talking about, but you didn't want to get caught if he, if he did and he was bamboozling you, right? So he would often win the, win the day just by calling your bluff. So what we have here is certain consuls clearly aren't doing their work, and they're going along. Now, as, as the mayor points out in his letter. It is literally oxymoronic to say you want to bring in rent control for the good of renters while at the same time want to cancel the CPA, which literally provides funding for affordable housing. Well, I I talked about this. We talked about this on Monday, um, and we talked about, like, there are... What we have on the record right now, as far as the council president goes and her position on housing, um, we have her on the record... Uh, uh, um, scuttling the CPA, uh, uh, scuttling the ca- uh, capital plan, a multi-million dollar capital plan uh, expenditure plan, making it, uh, kicking it for for three months, so that they can take out uh, a two hundred thousand dollar renovation for the downtown police station that would have went to the Office of Housing and Community Development. So that's essentially gutting two hundred thousand dollars for the o- Office of Housing and Community Development um, from the budget. Uh, we also have. Her wanting to, her her moving, uh, trying to build momentum to kill the Community Preservation Act. Those are the two things we have on uh, on record for her her record on housing and and and, and uh, improving housing stock. So it's hard for me to believe that the council president and anybody who actually voted to to kill the renovation on the commute, ho- Office of Housing Community Development or um, anybody who supports gutting the CPA. It's hard to believe that they're serious about any sort of real progressive housing reform at all. And I think people that are in favor of real progressive housing reform should recognize that and not vote along with with a scheme like trying to, kill, trying to build momentum to kill the CPA by letting one of your colleagues mislead people on it. So the other part, as you go through the letter, You'll see where Mayor Mitchell talks about the, the specter of rent control has now already stimulated developers into calling him who are concerned about investing in the city if their if their private development is going to be seized by the city council 
and then regulated at prices. And just the specter of that coming is already making developers rethink their investment in the city of New Bedford. As John says, it doesn't even have to happen. Just the specter of it may cause development to move to other cities. Again, you have to read this whole letter. It's very, very important. I thought you made a good point on Tim's show today. Like, listen, uh, again, I I think... Rent control passed in the Boston City Council. It's going to probably die in the state house because it has to go through the home rule petition process. I'm not like unsupportive of a rent control measure in Boston because, um, uh, but Boston might be different from New Bedford in the fact that it has market demand, right? Where New Bedford doesn't. New Bedford doesn't have developers lining up like they do in Boston um, uh, to to build uh, more housing stock or build more developments. They have to. They're in building enormous skyscrapers. Yeah, in, in Boston, it's because a lot of industry. It's because there's a lot of like you know Boston's like the the life sciences hub of the world, right? There's a lot of reasons to to do that and deal There's a lot of high paying jobs that can bid out housing and deal with the yeah exactly and deal with the and, and deal with the rent control ordinance which i again I, i'm i'm you know if there's if there's unscrupulous landlords gouging prices i think there should be laws against price gouging in general i just don't know how you do i'm not sure how you do it here i would have liked to have that conversation a little bit borne out a little bit more before this gets brought forward so marcus i, I would say that council burgo and the other councils have done an extraordinary disservice to the conversation because they they had 15 months to develop it, mm-hmm. to bring people in, to develop it. You want to bring in Marlene Polly, as I was telling you on the ride over, she certainly belongs in the well, conversation. Cause, cause, cause she's be- a former elected official. She, she's a thoughtful person. I'm, I disagree with her, but it doesn't mean she's a homeowner. She deserves to be in the conversation. Well, and, and it's because Shane said, uh, Burgo said he was meeting with her and other people right. in the community. That, that everybody mentioned, the, the head of the NAACP, the, um, right. Lisa right. Lemieux, they all deserve to be part of that conversation, but those conversations really should be more public. They absolutely have to. I mean, they have to be. I yeah. mean, and if you're trying to build momentum for something, particularly of that nature, um, then, then you you use the political process, and this is what Mitchell's talking about when he says they they've 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 completely skipped the legislative process right. on this, is because all these conversations were, were having not even necessarily in secret. These meetings could have been public and free for everybody to attend, but where's the notice? Right, and where's the records? Right. for people who can't attend because if a tree falls in the woods, right. How do you, like, if you miss the meeting, you miss the meeting. Right. Look, I was more than happy to go through, it only it was only three hours worth of meetings, the minutes of Council Burgos, but I found them informative. As I said, there was only three meetings in yeah. 15 months and to a, to a grand total of less than three hours. But the point of the matter is even though those small meetings were informative. I think it, I th- and, and, and I've said before, I think Shane has... I think supercharged a conversation on housing that that does need to happen, but it it just demonstrates more that these conversations about these very serious ballot questions are these very serious policies like rent control, like uh, gutting the Community Preservation Act for whatever re- for whatever reason, and the four year mayoral term. Um, those things need to be had out in public more with a more public process, and that just w- hadn't happened. The Community Preservation Act question in, in particular really irks me because it is based on basically the whims of one counselor that they all went along with this. They said, She said, I'm getting all of these calls. Everybody's calling me. And uh, there's basically no other counselor that every other counselor said, I'm not getting these calls. The, the other thing, too, about the fact that uh, why do you want to be a city counselor? 
if you just want to put opinion questions on the ballot. Yeah, what's the point of doing why just do would, your job? Why should you collect a paycheck? Yeah. Right? Look, I get it. They don't make a lot of money. I think their paycheck overall, except for this year, I, I think they've really... I would have been the biggest advocate in the world for raising their pay. Yeah. I, I, I would find it extraordinarily difficult to, to come f- to say that now with this group. Yeah. Um, some of them individually are very impressive, but as a whole, it's just been a disaster. It's been, a, it's been um, an unmitigated disaster. My point is, is that, is that yeah, they only make 27000 but they get a pension if they stay long healthcare. enough. Healthcare. And they get healthcare. All of that money, they could have given all the dog officer, right? Instead. Yeah. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I mean, look, it is an insult to everybody in the city of New Bedford that they care this little. And as John Mitchell, the mayor of the city, has pointed out, why would you expect the public to take the time? You're paid to do it. You took the paycheck. But you did none of the work. You just throw a referendum question out there. As for the rent control proposal, this is from the letter, or, quote, rent stabilization as, as it has been euphemistically dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. I like that, too. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, uh, you know, he talks about the four-year term. They said the process was prescribed by state law. New Bedford voters were approved a four-year term in 2017 after decades of public discussion and about the need to modernize the length of, modernize the length of term in office. The four-year term has been in effect for just one mayoral election. There has been no evident groundswell of support to reverse uh, existing policy. By all appearances, in the public's mind, question, uh, the question, the length of the term is settled. The notion of going back to voters now in a non-binding resolution, an apparent attempt to gain momentum for an all uh, for uh, for all an about face, will serve only to frustrate voters and convey that it, this is a city that cannot make its own up, uh, its own mind about questioning concerning uh, the basic structure of city government. I, I mean, I, I have to I I have to agree here. It, it's just it's not none of these things are thi- like the the rent. I, I've said this I said this the last time. The rent control question in and of itself would have been a pretty. I think powerful statement in and of itself to put on the ballot, but it would, it would have been in the backdrop of the very palpable and salient housing crisis. These other two things are very clearly one based on the whims of one counselor, uh, which is the CP trying to kill the CPA, and two um, uh, just trying to put a referendum of on John Mitchell on the ballot without running against him. These 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 ballot questions are like a car accident. Okay, they have the effect of a car accident. They, it, they, 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 there is there is no logic to them whatsoever. They, they, they're incredibly uh, explosive, and they um, lead to no good, nothing good, right? Well, they don't lead to. They, they, I, I mean, the thing is, is there's it, nothing constructive that comes out of this. Well, well, well the there's nothing constructive. No, I, I there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing of consequence. No, no. there's nothing of consequence. And it, it is as I said from the very beginning, the rent control is a cruel hoax. People are legitimately having a hard time, honest people, paying their rent. The idea you can ask them, hey, would you like rent control? You're not getting it, but would you like it? Uh, you know, It's a cruel hoax. I mean, there's some, like, there's some states that pass uh, a rent stabilization law or rent control law as a statewide referendum. But, that's, it's, yeah. but that's the way it would need to be done. But, it, but it's not. It's not a referendum on the question. No, no, not a referendum. I'm sorry. It's, uh, but what I'm saying is... This is a would you like it. This is would you like it? That's why it's a cruel hoax. It should be 
it honestly what it should be and and the thing is is the problem the problem that we're going to run in here without getting the conversation about whether or not rent control can actually happen because i think it's 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 a little bit off topic but um uh the problem is is we we just asked mayor driscoll what she thinks about rent control right I would not categorize her 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 statement as supportive. Totally uh, not supportive. <laughs> it was it Look, was it in, was in that letter. He John Mitchell, um, he cites very liberal economist Paul Krugman from the New York Times. Yeah, as pointing out that that the problems with rent control. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody knows rent yeah, control think- doesn't work. It doesn't work. There are solutions. John Mitchell's been working with those solutions. He's been combining ARPA and CPA funds with private developers to build housing. As I pointed out last week in the bond documents, they specifically cite the the 450 units of housing that are coming online. All right. This type of stuff is. But guess what? That's real work. That's not. I, I just don't think. Here's the thing. I just don't think. The, the conversation on rent control, I, again, I think it's something that you can have out on in a public discussion. I think putting this question forward without any sort of public record on it is not, I don't think it's serviceable to, I mean, there's real stuff. And I, and I think Shane has done some of that work on the accessory dwelling units and even getting the home group and all that stuff together. But the, the rent control question, when you just put it next to these other two questions, you really diluted, I think it really diluted the conversation on whether or not, what, what solutions people are looking for with housing. It, it doesn't, it makes it look very, very non-serious. On the accessory dwelling, um, that's a cute way, of, that's, that's a way of saying, turning a shed or a garage into a home well no there's i mean where do they park you can have the city of new bedford has talk to people who live in the west end an incredibly difficult problem with parking right now yeah so if you're gonna when you when you tell someone they can rent out their garage as a bedroom Where's that person now going to park? I, I mean, there are people that, that want to make renovations in their basement or their, uh, like those cottage uh, apartments. The Where do the runs. tenants park? That's my question. Yeah, but, but it's not. But Shane, this is why you have committee hearings. Right. Right, to have that, qu- to have right. that out. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, I think. Again, you just can't throw things out there. I, 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 think, I think accessory dwelling units aren't a bad, I, I, I don't think they're a bad thing at all. On a case-by-case basis. Yeah, I, it's I, literally down to a case by case basis. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, again, I, I think people, you know, if they want to make some renovations to have another person live at their home, like an elderly person, a loved one, or even rent it out to make some money to pay for their housing, um, I, I think that's all. I think that's all well and good, um, but uh, but that's that's going to that's something that's going to be going through the legislative process. Oh, well, well, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, look, if you want to take out some sidewalk to put a driveway into your yard, that makes a, that's a major conversation with the, with the abutters and the neighbors. Yeah. Because it takes the parking spot on the street. It's gone now because you don't park in front of someone's driveway. I mean, these kind of conversations, uh, I'm sorry, but Councilor Burgo has squandered a lot of time. He really has. And, and, and to come up with these ballot questions... The entire city. Council. Well, it's not. It's yeah. I don't want to beat up on Shane because it's they're all they're all culpable in 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 putting these things forward without having any public oh, debate. Oh, believe me, we we'll, we'll call the roll. When yeah, they over, right. When, when they're going to have a chance now that they didn't do much work before they put the questions forward. 
I hope each one of those city councils will read the mayor's letter. Take it to heart. Mm -hmm. Put aside whatever personal grudges you may have. Think about the good of the body. Think about your own political career. Think about the voters. Think about the reputation of the city council. And then make a cool decision what you're going to do. We got to um, take a break. When we get back, we'll get into Council Murad's response. Um. <laughs> so, so w- let's get into, want to get into Council President Murad's response? I do. All right. Um, let's do it. The, um, By the way, this is all, you can read the complete letter from Mayor Mitchell on WBSM.com. Uh, Tim has a story up there this morning, uh, th- this, this afternoon. So, um, Just from a few minutes ago, actually. Yeah. Hardest working guy in showbiz. He really is. So the um, fact of the matter is is that um, Council Morat has responded. Marcus, give us so annoying what she says because it's it's rather actually an indictment of themselves again. Yeah. When you think it through, but go ahead, please. Um, so a lot of you out there have children. And uh, maybe they're sleeping. Maybe they're playing with their toys. Uh, Go take their toys away. Go wake them up in the middle of the night and hear the unmitigated caterwauling that they will make. The the, the sobbing and the crying. And that's Consul Morad's response. My colleagues and I will have more to say as the body in the next few days regarding the comments made in the mayor's veto letter that was received by our office this late afternoon. However... The overall message of the veto letter is degrading to the city council, the role in city councils and city council government. Okay, so it's degrading because what he's saying is you've degraded the role into the city council's government by skipping the legislative process. It's meant to be degrading. He pointed it out. Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is, is that you have no defense. No, You, you didn't do the work other than you're a meanie. He caught you. Yeah, yeah. The comments are demeaning to the work that my colleagues do in their earnest every day on the, behalf of the residents. But the point is, there is no work. That was it. his whole argument. So here's the thing: if there was work, it was done illegally. Well, so that's the next thing she says. And the accusation that the council was in violation of the open meeting law without any evidence to support that accusation is very unfortunate. What do you mean without any evidence? You're saying there was work. We're saying there's no public record. And then you're saying we, that we didn't violate the open meeting law. And here's the here's the evidence: there are quorums of people meeting for dinner. Right. We have stories on that. There's pictures. It's documented. And what we also have she is, lied. She she, she 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 belittled Jack Spillane when he originally brought it to the attention of the public. They all did. Right. They didn't deny it. They just they, yeah they they didn't. And so then, on top of that. Not only are those those evidence of a quorum meeting outside of the uh, outside of of a public meeting that's posted forty eight hours before, um, forty eight hours before the um, bef- before uh, the the actual meeting. That's the open meeting law. You've, if you have an agenda, if you have something to talk about, you need to post it forty eight hours before the meeting uh, takes place. Um, we have those quorum meetings that are recorded on social media everywhere. We also have the fact that they're. These ballot questions, which are serious, which which will ask people a very, very serious question right. that they have to answer yes or no to without any public debate, 
just put forward with little to no discussion and unanimous support. So don't say there's no evidence for that when you we see we you want, guys meeting right. here and then doing something there. What do you think everybody's going to think? It is like watching a television program. It is all scripted. Yeah. You can see it's orchestrated. It was obviously done beforehand. There's no committee work. There's no back and forth in committees. None of this. Yeah. Particularly, you have... The ballot question on the CPA. I know we keep going back to CPA because this thing is so damaging to the to the city. The the, the no the the ballot question is damaging to the city. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ballot question originally was a binding question. Yeah. That fails. Mm-hmm. Councilor Morad immediately brings up a non-binding question. Yeah, and that passes almost unanimously. That passes. Yep. Almost unanimously. <laughs> no conversation. No conversation at all. Very little conversation. Yeah. You have, it's clear, in my opinion, I think Marcus would agree, because we're legally able to talk outside of this forum. Yes. Right? Right. <laughs> that, which is why this generally flows so well. Yeah, right. We, yeah, we know yeah, yeah. how to orchestrate things, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's why we can see it, right? Right. So, the fact of the matter is, Marcus... It's clear to us that there's obviously been some, some back and forth, some, some vote trading that went on. Because how would you have people like Linda Morad voting for a rent control position when we know that fundamentally it goes against everything she's ever said, said to include that she opposes rent control? Yeah, right. But she really wants to get rid of that four-year four mayor term. And she really, really wants, wants to, to get rid of the CPA. She really wants to get rid of the Community Preservation Act. Um, so, and then she says, I had hoped that some progress had been made in the past several months, the mending the rift that has existed for several years now between the city council and the Mitchell, Mitchell administration. The unfortunate tone of this correspondence certainly diminishes that hope. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, gee, I wonder why. Is it because you put a, you put a referendum on the ballot at, to ask people if they want to cut his next term in half? Could that be the reason? You know, you want to gut one of his signature achievements? You put that on the ballot. Is that a reason? Maybe that's why. Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's partly his fault, but it's also your fault. That's probably the that's probably the situation. It might be partly John Mitchell's fault, but it's this all this chaos did not happen the last the last time the last term. All of this all of this does the city council and the mayor get along? That didn't happen before we had a former opponent of the mayor, right? Who was. Multiple opponents, actually, now. Yeah, a former... Brian's been, almost been an opponent. Yeah, but what I'm saying, a former opponent of the mayor in a mayoral election is now the city council president. Right. They hadn't spoken in two years. Right. Right? They hadn't spoken in two years. We we knew that. They didn't get along. And now, all of a sudden, there's this rift between the city council. Golly gee, I wonder why. The the, the other thing, Marcus, is that, as you, as you call it rightfully so, chaos, this is not a one-off. This has happened all the time, that you have chaos on the city council floor. Yeah. Since Ian Abreu didn't run for another term as president and Linda Mora took over, it has been chaos. It's been chaos. I mean, just we had a we had a city council call one of our reporter names. Right. You had um, you had that that they just went on this insane rant. Like a few of them just went on such an insane rant that we had those two the two freshmen counselor have the good sense to reach out to us and come on our program to separate themselves. So from let's that. remind everybody about that because after the after the chaos and the aggressive conversations 
uh, on the city council floor. Both Councilor Burgo and Councilor Pereira, to their credit, reached out, came on the program to just separate themselves from the rest of the body. Yeah. And I thought it was an act of courage and um, political survival. I agree. Uh, and, and again, you can't govern if you don't get elected. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM.com. Real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. South Coast Tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. Let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Mike. What's hey, up? Mike. What's going on? <laughs> what's going on, guys? I was going to refrain from calling. but I was uh, counting on trying to draw you out. listen total disgrace that's what the city council is except for a few members right now in my opinion Mm -hmm. and I've been following the city council for over 40 years I go back to when it was Ralph Sonia and Danny Hayes and Cynthia Kruger Fred Taylor's Look at the people that Ward 2 put out for city councilors. As much as I have a dislike for him, Bob Cazara. Yeah, absolutely. He did his work. Then you got Fred Taylor, who was a mayor. Right. And then you had Paul Cazara in the middle of that for a while. And you can just go on and on throughout the whole city. So to look at it, what it is now... So what it's been in the past 40 years, I'm just sitting here in disbelief. Look, I know, you know, I, uh, I've always had, held Linda in the highest respect, even when I, even when I disagreed with her. Um, she's a very smart person. That's why it infuriates me that she's doing this stuff. Um, same thing with Maria Giesta. She's jettisoned her, her professional knowledge and fiscal principles to be a political vandal. It, it really is true, Marcus. Um, you know, uh, Maria Giesta, uh, I know she's better than this. I know that she knows the good work that the CPA has done. I she know voted, she changed her vote. She did change her vote. She did change her vote. She, right. she voted against killing the CPA. Um, yeah. The um, the I the four year term. I mean, look, both Linda and Maria wanted to be the mayor, and you know that they would rather be as four year mayors. They understand the rationale behind the four year mayor. So to vote to abolish it is just outrageous. Neither, in my opinion, yes. Neither one of those two names. Can't win. Well, clearly. Can't win mayor race. No way, no how. So, Not at this time. So, Mike, you know, you've, you've had your finger on the pulse of, of local politics for a while. There's clearly a lot of, I, I think there's a lot of, there's, there's not a lot that's a lot, a lot of positive stuff. Again, I, I like most of those counselors individually, as individual people, I think they're great. But the body, for whatever reason, is acquiescing to, to, to Linda, who's been acting erratic. Um, uh, what is, uh, do you think there's going to be a groundswell? Do you think there's going to be more people that are going to come out? Um, what do you think is going to happen? Absolutely. I absolutely think people will challenge everybody. And there's a lot of issues out there to be challenged upon. That's yeah. a good thing that that's around. And I'm going to 
I'll end with this. I look at the body, and I w- and I'm going and I know Chris McCarthy because I know he's been around politics for a long time. Nothing against you, Marcus. You're not as old as us. <laughs> 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 it's all it, it's yeah. all it amounts to. You're right, that's what all amounts to. But um, I would like to see some of these counselors today pull that stuff when John Saunders, Dave Alves, George Rogers, Cynthia Kruger, George Smith. They'd eat them alive. They'd eat them alive. That, 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 that is what is so infuriating about this. Because the idea that you're just going to run forward with a rent control proposal and jam up your colleagues, no hearings... The idea you're going to cut the mayor's term, the idea you're going to cut off a funding source that they get to allocate by their own ward, individual projects. The idea that you're going to get rid of all of that for what? And, for and no I, reason. I forgot, <laughs> and I forgot what uh, a major name, uh, guys like Garatowski. Uh, well, David's uh, still there as a Jane lawyer. Gon- Jane Gon's out. I'd like to see him pull it on Jane. Jane would not have gone along with any of this foolishness. I don't no, believe. Of course I not. Of course not. Of course not. And to not include the mayor, you know, you're going to hit a brick wall. To just, to just, you know that that this letter was coming. Quite frankly, it could have been. I think the mayor toned it down. Yeah, he was really too polite, too and, professional. And he made a comment earlier today that he was like discouraged by how ludicrous all of this behavior has been. Gentlemen, I appreciate the time, but uh, yeah, we got to take this break anyway, Mike. We appreciate you calling I, in. I just all I'm going to say is I really am amazed at what the politics of New Bedford have turned to. Sad. Thank yeah. you very much. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. <sighs> and welcome back to the welcome show. Back. Um, so we're just, we got a couple more minutes. We're going to be going into the nine o'clock hour. We'll take your calls. We'll take your app chat message. I got a few app chat messages I'll read off and then we'll, we'll read some, uh, we'll read some more if you, if you send them in in the next hour, uh, about, um, all that's gone on again, you know, it's just, it, it is a little disheartening. I'd rather be covering like more positive developments, but frankly, I just, uh, the, this, this, this whole, these whole ballot, this whole ballot question nonsense and trying to, what really got me is, is everybody's sort of blithe, like just sort of blithely or casually, I should say, casually going along with, um, council, the council president's plan to kill the CPA. That really, really is bothersome and worrisome, I think to me and probably a lot of people. The individual counselors have an option coming up. They should take a voice vote. I mean, no, a roll, uh, call, a roll vote. call vote. A roll call vote, not a voice vote. And redeem themselves. I agree. They should separate from the pack on each one of those questions. Measure them seriously. I agree. If you voted for them as a trade, if- I understand. But th- those days are over. You've now got to separate yourself and vote on the merits of each question and let your, your position be known. Whatever happened, you can now... You literally have an opportunity to go back in time and fix it. Yeah. If I could turn back time. Who, who's saying that? It's Cher. Cher, yeah, that's what I thought. 